live. Good morning, everyone. What is going on? We are back again with another episode of the South Florida Gamers Podcast, episode 74. Now, of course, last week uh, when we had Caitlin um, Quesada, that was episode 74. But the reason why today is actual episode 74 is because... After going through all the previous podcasts, I found out that we were like a number off. So I was looking for that one specific episode. Like, are we missing an episode? Because it was on the, it was an episode um, 55. So oh, I'm going all yes. the way back to 55. And I'm just like, okay, let me see if everything at lines up. And after when I checked, we were just a number off. So some of our episodes were just like one number behind. So... Our episode 69 was actually episode 68. Rats. We're going to do this again. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, we, we, we ain't redoing that over again. No, I'm joking. I, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but um, yeah, this is now officially episode 74. So, of course, when you're w- watching this on YouTube, because you on YouTube, I have everything numbered out. And then, of course, on Anchor and some of the other audio, um, podcast audio on platforms, I also sometimes I have the it'll be numbered so that way you know okay I'm looking for episode 63 or episode 42 or episode 10 mm-hmm. and then you'll find a person like okay this is who we had on that episode and whatnot so yeah that was a mistake on my end as I'm uploading everything but today this is the actual accurate and current number so yeah we're just gonna go with that so yeah let's just roll with it. Yeah, some absolutely. of the stuff was filler. Anyways, good morning, folks. It's your boy Waluigi here. Last time we had Caitlin Casada, that was a lot of fun. Absolutely. Oh my God, there was just no chill at oh, all. Love okay. that, love that woman to death. And our latest guest is going to be Super Oi Ram. Hey everyone, how's it going? <laughs> doing good, doing good. All righty. So this episode of the podcast is available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. You name it. We're on majority of audio hosting platforms and if you can't find us then all you have to do is just do a google search of south florida gamers podcast and you'll find us on whatever platform that you would like us to be on so there's that's that and then of course video playback is going to be available on youtube and facebook later on throughout the week so let's get into the meat and potatoes of our episode and that is with our guest superboy ram so we have a tradition, which everyone, if you are not new to the podcast, you know what the tradition is. Every time we have a new guest, we want to know your background when it comes to gaming. What got you into gaming? We want to know that whole origin story from start to now. So the mic's yours. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so my gaming origin. So I started gaming when I was three years old. Nice. And, nice. Uh, and you know, my, sis, my oldest sister got me into gaming. Seriously? Because I, yeah, like she, <laughs> like, she, was, she was born, like, literally, like, like, literally right in the 80s, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes a lot so of sense. So, like, she got, so, that, so she got into, like, the, the, the Nintendo Entertainment System and the, Game Boy, and the Game Boy. Oh, you started off good, then. Yeah, I started off good, and then I was born, and then my sister showed me... The NES, and then at the time, we also had the Super Nintendo coming out, so, uh, 
So I got into I got exposed to a lot of games then. I got exposed to Super Mario World, Donkey Kong Country. I got exposed to like a lot of like like third party games like Ooh. like Batman Returns. Oh. That beat 'em up that was on. Yeah, that's like one of the classics. Yeah. And then she also showed me uh Showed me like Game Boy games as well. Like I got into Super Mario Land, Tetris. Oh gosh, OG Tetris. <laughs> yes, OG Tetris was was weird because I was like so like I didn't really get the concept of it. But then slowly I'm like, oh, okay, so you're supposed to get a line through air, yeah, to to go through, it, and then it gets harder and harder. Like I didn't get the point of it until I was like, okay, nah. it makes sense. So like, so literally, so as soon as like my sister moved out, like I inherited her Super Nintendo, along with the library games okay. and her, her Game Boy with a lot of games. And then a couple years later, my mom decided to get the N64 because I was like, oh man, I want Nintendo 64. It looks so cool. It's basically the next generation. And then I'm like, okay, I'll get it. And she got it for me for Christmas. It came along with like. So my first game I got for for Nintendo 64 was Star Wars: Shadows of the Empire. Ah, uh, that's a good game. Oh, like, classic. Like you know, like when I was younger, I was all like, "No, I want a lightsaber." You know, I want to like, pew, 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 you know. And then like you're playing the character with. But the then, <laughs> but then I find out Dash Rendar, the one you play, is kind of like a bounty hunter. Oh. So. So like I never. So like I was just like, no, I don't like this blaster. Like, but though like. I didn't like. I don't know if you remember the first stage of that game that you're driving the snow speeder. I have seen gameplay, but I never played it. Okay, so like basically the first stage is basically you're in Hoff and you drive a snow speeder. Oh gosh. Yes, and like as a kid, I always kept on crashing into it. <laughs> like sometimes I will go, like I'll sometimes like I'll be like flying and then uh, oh look an ATAT and I'll just crash right oh. into it. <laughs> I understand this logic. <laughs> yeah. Because I thought it was going to be more of like, kind of like, not open world per se, but, you know, like, three flying, you know. But then I got into the other games like Star Fox 64. Great Super game. Super yes, it is. Super Mario 64. Another great Bench game. Kazooie. Great game. Story. And 64 just had mostly bangers. The other, like, 25%, no one really knows about. <laughs> well, you still played them either way because yes, of the fact that, yeah. hey, it's new, it's interesting, let's see what it's like. Hey, I'll, I'll play it's it respectable for, choice for the hell of it because why not? Because at that time, when you were um, when you were young, you were not able to acquire these games on your own. You would have to, you know, rely on your parents to get it for you, relatives, or other friends had the game and that was like your only time for you to play the game. So yeah. that's how, for, for me, that's how I ended up playing so many other different Nintendo 64 games because I just had like that system where if my parents wouldn't get it, then I know some of my friends have the game and I'll either, you know, borrow it from them or I'll go to their house and I'll just play the game. Hmm. Like, yeah, I kind of had like that similar thing. Like I usually had to go to Blockbuster to rent the games. Like mm -hmm. all the time I were like, I remember one time I rented, uh, there was a month where I rented Star Fox 64 because I loved that game so much. Like, I would return it, and then and then I'll get another copy of Star <laughs> yeah, Fox 64. Yeah. The rinse and repeat. <laughs> yeah, like, I, for, for me, I played the hell out of Star Fox 64. That's, granted, Star Fox started on the Super Nintendo, but I think 
a good number of people that started on Star Fox started with the N64 version of it. I can agree with that. And just fell in love with the game because, like, you're in space. You're, you know, you're shooting down all these enemies. There's also a level where you're in a tank. And there's also another level where you're in a submarine. Yeah, the submarine level, yes. Yeah, it was so dope. I loved it. I just love the dual barrel roll. Like, that's the most iconic line. (laughs) One of the most iconic. Even, like, the voice acting was kind of cool, too. Yes, it is. At the time. And, like, I also got a little exposed to Star Fox on the Super Nintendo, but not too much. Like, my, yeah. my mom's ex-boyfriend at the time had, was playing it, but I never really had a chance to play it. Oh, okay. Until, like, later on down the line, then I'm like, okay. I, like, I somehow got a copy of Star Fox from, like, from a friend of mine from high school. So, it was kind of cool. So, going down the line, uh, like, outside of... Uh, like, even though I had, like, a lot of Nintendo consoles, I kind of wanted a Genesis because of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I forgot. That was, like, an exclusive at first. Yeah. <laughs> I was, like, like, I always wanted to play it. But then the only time I got to play it was, I think it was, like, my like my sister was dating someone at the time. And and their brother had, had, a, had just, like, a Genesis and I was like, okay, let me play it. And then <laughs> I was playing it for a little bit, but I didn't really play it for too long. But then down the line, I was just like, you know, I wish I had gotten a Genesis. And, and then the Dreamcast. So one time I was being my long lost cousin and he had a Dreamcast. And I was so mind blown. It is a mind blowing like system. Like, like even like seeing like Sonic Sonic in 3D, like seeing Sonic Adventure, I was like, oh man, this is so cool. And and then Tony Hawk Pro Skater as well. Oh yeah, yep. I forgot about that. Oh, man. Yeah, I mastered like Tony Hawk Pro Skater from there. And I'm gonna touch up on Pro, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, but go okay. for it. So. So it's so like I played like like Dead or Alive two, mm-hmm. um, and and then when and then like my cousin had a bunch of games and I was like playing them like I kind of borrowed them from time to time like oh snap it's like Adventure and actually I really begged my mom when Sonic Adventure two came out like do you remember that commercial Sonic Adventure two? I feel like I no like it had like two hedgehogs. And then it was kind of like like I'm a gonna test look game. at it. I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, look, yeah, look that look up. At it yeah, look, well. look it up. It's <laughs> it's it's interesting because it kind of looks like like a classified video, and it has like two hedgehogs. The 1991 one, right? Yeah, I think it's 1990. Uh, Sonic Adventure 2. Oh, two. Yeah. Whoopsies. I know. As I'm looking this up. Let's see. Commercial collection. Trailer, Japanese commercial. I feel like I'm gonna find it. Like yeah, it's that. I think it's that one. Oh, with the actual hedgehogs? Yeah, with the actual hedgehogs. I'm gonna keep the volume off just so I can observe this at least. Good hedgehog. <laughs> I am like low key impressed that. What? The evil hedgehog? <laughs> What? <laughs> this is a real nostalgia trip because they have Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, okay, that makes uh, a lot more sense now. Why there's two hedgehogs? That was also another reason because of Shadow the Hedgehog. I was like, Shadow? Okay, I didn't Man, this is so that cool. makes a lot Like, I remember the game. I remember the game, and I remember th- that was like one of the most wanted games 
of the Sega Dreamcast at that time because it was just so good. All right. I'm telling you, like, I think I have to beg my mom and be like, listen, it's like, I have the money for it. I have allowance for this. Mm-hmm. And then my mom's like, okay, like, okay, I'll get it. I'll get it. So, so she drove me to, uh, <laughs> to Toys R Us. And I got like this Sega Dreamcast, and it was like a Sonic bundle. So I came with Sonic Adventure, oh, Sonic shit. Shuffle, and a demo of Sonic Adventure 2. Oh, you got a package. Good that, package. I did not yeah. know that existed, actually. And then it came with, and the cool thing about it, it had, it had like a, like, you remember the memory card for it? Yeah, yes, yes, I remember the that. The like, it was like a, it was like a transparent blue color. It was so cool. So, like, I would leave you, I was like, I was so memorized, and then she also, then I also got Sonic Adventure two with it, and you know, I was just so mind blown of how Sonic Adventure, like I was like, forget Sonic Adventure one, I want to play Sonic Adventure two. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting actually. Yeah, so like when I so I plugged it in, and then I'm like, all right, here we go, and you know, I just fell in love with Sonic Adventure two. I would too. And you know, like I don't blame you. And like and like through the year, and then through the years, I was just like. Like even though I found that that later on in life that dream, that they weren't making any more Dreamcast games, which sucks. You know, it was always like because it was usually at the time it was like PlayStation, Nintendo, Sega, but then you see Sega like, and then you see Sega like just disappear, and then Xbox. I'm like Xbox. So is this a Sega system? It, it just like suddenly came out of nowhere. Yeah, it? exactly. So, so that's when the next generation of consoles came in. And somehow my mom got me in Christmas a PS2, Ooh. and uh, and along with it she got me Spyro two and three. Those are good choices. Yeah. yeah. Like I didn't have a PS one at the time, so it was kind of cool just having a PS two. Yeah, you like advanced a little bit forward. Yeah. From the sixty four bit to was Dreamcast sixty four bit? Uh, I think it was a little higher, wasn't it? I think it, I think it was either thirty two. Oh, okay. I'm about to look this up. I'm doing a knowledge check right now. Like, I know the N64 was a 64-bit, and I know the OG PlayStation was a 32-bit. I think it might be 64. I think you were processing 256-bit core. No. 32-bit. Wow. I did not know that. Yeah, you literally advanced, like, two, con- two generations. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, with PS2, I had, like, a whole family of games, too. Like, like I got Jack and Daxter. Classic. I got banger. Sly Cooper. Banger. Another classic. Then Kingdom Hearts. Also a banger. Yeah, I have to say that, because yeah. one of my friends are a KH fan. <laughs> yeah. Like, at that time, I also borrowed a lot of, like, PS2 games. And, and then, like, and then I remember this one time that I got, I got... I got Smash Bros. on 64, and I kind of went back a little bit to N64. Gosh, (laughs) just think about it. Yeah. And and then, like, even though I I had, like, a few portable, like, I I had, like, a lot of, like, home consoles, I really got addicted to the portable consoles thanks to Game Boy. Yeah, I understand. I remember this one time when, like, you know, when Pokemon was, when Pokemon became a craze at the time with, like, the first gen, like, like all the kids had like Game Boy colors, and I was the one kid that like had the black and white. Yeah, I had like the had like the Game Boy, like the OG Game Boy yes. with the giant 
with like literally like the green screen and the oh my god yes those are fat boy ones those are still cool (laughs) the dmg version is what they call it so it was just like one of the so like i was like hey you want to play and like the cables didn't reconnect oh yeah yeah that was like one of those like subtle defects so i can't really play uh, pokemon like with my friends or trade pokemon I can understand. Like I yeah, have to rely with for a friend to be like, here, use your Game Boy uh, Pocket, or I mean, use your Game Boy Color to get me to to trade Pokemon's with. That's smart. Yeah. Man, I miss those classic days of trading. Yeah, same here. I mean, if you knew someone that was playing Pokemon and they had like a link cable, because not like for 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 me growing up, like not too many people had like link cables. But if you found someone that had one. Be like, bro, you want to trade? You have something you want to trade or whatnot? Because you would trade so that way you would uh, fill up your Pokedex. So that way you can uh, get closer to having just, you know, maximize your Pokedex. Like, hey, I got 150 Pokemon. Like, that would be the one way to do it. Because eventually you can get all the Pokemon in the game. But it's just like, damn, I don't have the other Pokemon that I would get if I were to trade. Like, you're looking at, um, thinking, um... If you trade Kadabra, that's how you get Alakazam. Machamp turns, or I'm sorry, yeah. Yeah, Machoke turns into Machamp. Machamp, yeah. Um, Graveler to Golem. Then um, Gasland to Hunter? No, I might be wrong. I think Hunter to Gengar. Yeah, Hunter to Gengar. Thank you, thank you. Hunter to Gengar. So, yeah, like, like, I, like even though I didn't have, uh, like, I had, like, that big boy Game Boy. And then I think the next Christmas, my mom got me a Game Boy Advance. Ooh. And it was like that bundle one from Costco. So, like, uh, they had, had bundle ones from Costco. I did not know it was existing. Yeah, like yeah. Costco sell bundles. Yeah. Oh, my mind Costco is a blown. bundles was like <laughs> mind blowing. It was like, it came in like a, like a giant, like, it kind of looks like one of those like old school, like, action figure containers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It does make I know sense. what you're talking about. So, and it, and it came with, and it came with a lot of accessories too. Like it had a little bag. It came with, with Yoshi's Island. Ooh. It came with. It also came. It also had a link cable, so it was it was really cool. Yeah, was like, you, yeah, you had a you had a good package deal yeah, then, dude. How do you feel about the Yoshi Island where you had to tilt your own Game Boy just like, <laughs> you're just like get this motherfucker out of here. <laughs> and, like I played Yoshi's Island on Super Nintendo, so uh, playing so playing it on Game Boy, I was like, it felt. It felt fun. It's it was much just, better. <laughs> I think the only thing was just like the lighting. If if I'm like playing at night. Yeah, yeah. That was like, the, str- the struggle was real. Like, use a flashlight and be like, all right. Back in the days, the struggle was real when you didn't have like a backlit uh, game screen. And then you had the little book like the book holders, <laughs> that book yes. light. You didn't have a real one. You just had a clip that you can just put on nearby and you can just play your game. Yes, it was so... The early 2000s. I love I love the ingenuity that people had. Yeah, it was all, it was all clever. And, and like, you know, like with a lot of the games on Game Boy Advance, like, luckily I was able to play most of my Game Boy games because I had, like, nostalgia for them. Like, I had a neighbor give me Super Mario Land 2. And it was... Oh. The six golden coins. Oh. Yeah, so it was kind of cool just, like, playing that game. Since I never played it before until, like, I had it. But I never re- – but 
since my neighbor moved, I never gave it back to him. So I was like, oh. Okay. So I have a free copy of Super Mario Land 2. <laughs> and, you know, I always, like, and then, like, throughout that, that decade, I was, like, sharing games. Like, I, like, there was a time where my cousin got a PS2, and she had uh, GTA Vice City. So it was pretty cool just, like, it was pretty cool just having GTA Vice City on. I forgot it was like Game Boy game actually. Oh no, no, it wasn't Game Boy. It was. Oh, I'm PS2, sorry. PS2, PS2. Oh yeah. I should have clarified that. I'm, no, no, I'm thinking there's a GTA on the Game Boy, but that's not important. Yeah. Yeah, there was a GTA game, but on the Game Boy, but you know, don't don't play that. It's terrible. It's really bad. It's it's the top it's the top down GTA, but it's just like it doesn't give you the same feel as like three did when if you played that on the PS2. And you played like the GTA One, GTA Two, and then Three. You'd be like, "Holy, whoa! Like this is a huge, huge game changer." And then from then on, it just, you know, became a revolutionary thing moving forward. So, I, so you know, I, I'd like to give you know props to GTA Three, mm-hmm. and then of course they improved it with Vice City. Yeah, and, you know, like, and like throughout that whole, like I was saying, like throughout that whole decade, I was. It was always like I always had to borrow games from friends, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know at the time like we were going through hard times. Like my stepdad had colon cancer, so it was always like you know I had to like borrow games. So sometimes like I would borrow, I would I would sometimes rent from Blockbuster, but not as much. But I did get a lot of like my I did buy some games from time to time. Like I got like Budokai, Dragon Ball Z Budokai. Mm-hmm. I got. I got also like a few like classic games, but though like one thing I always wanted to get was a Nintendo GameCube, but it, but I never got it. Damn. Same. Dude, really? Me too. Um, I got mine when I was like like five years ago before everything upsold. I got it at a thrift store, but that's not important now. <laughs> oh man, but I'll tell you later. <laughs> I wish I could have gotten a GameCube. Like, luckily. Like my cousin, but like he's also a brother to me. He had a GameCube, and his GameCube was kind of cool because it came with like the little foldable screen. Also, ah, you remember that? Yes. yes. I was jealous for people who had that. It's the coolest thing. I know it was the coolest because you don't even need a TV. You just plug it in. You can yeah. play right there, and then you could just take it on to go. Exactly. As long as, you, as long as you found like a power outlet, you were you were golden. Literally. Good stuff. Yeah, it was a, it was very cool because like literally it was just like let's play some Godzilla destroy all monsters <sighs> and we'll be playing that or melee. And it was like so memorized. I was and I went and I wanted a, a GameCube so badly. And my mom's like, no, you're not getting it. You already have a Nintendo. I'm like, but it's just a PS2. It's like <laughs> I don't care. It's Nintendo. <laughs> like, my God damn it. I understand the Spanish mom logic. Yeah, like. Like my mom always gave me a lot of like console games like growing up. Yeah. You know, like like I even got my DS as well. Like do you remember that demo that like on the original DS? Like remember that the original DS had like Metro Prime Hunters? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. I never played it, but I I, I, I remember know. that. Yes. Like, like the demo was appealing. Like, yes, it, it, so it, cool. was. it was. It was so cool. Like using the touchscreen, you're just like Metro first person. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. And then when they pu- and then when they remade Super Mario 64 DS, mm-hmm. and and f- and with and with DS, like that's where I got, I f- that's where I got my first Mario Kart actually. 
That's new, actually. That's the first time I've heard. Yeah. Because I've heard people say N64. I haven't heard anyone say NES yet. No, I don't think on Mario Kart existed no, for Kart the never came out on, on the NES. NES. Oh, it started with the Super Nintendo. Yeah, it started with Super Nintendo. Super, okay, that's NES. Okay. Yeah, it was um, Super Mario Kart, then Mario Kart 64, then Mario Kart Double Dash on the GameCube, then you had Mario Kart. Um, There's like eight of them. Yeah. What the? Ne- that's, never mind. <laughs> like, do you remember? Actually, uh, do, do you guys remember? Uh, Diddy Kong Racing? Yes. That was the I, one I game. Still, that was my Goated racing game. game. Bro, I still have a copy. Goated game. I, I, I wish Nintendo brought back that game. They're Diddy not. Kong Racing is so they, underrated. They bring it back on, on DS, like a remake on DS. Like, We're talking about this year. <laughs> oh, no, no. Like I know. Years I know. ago. Yeah, Nintendo but yeah, needs like, to bring Diddy Kong was literally like one of my favorite racing they, games. They, they're yes. fumbling right now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, bro, bring back Diddy Kong Racing if you Rich want more. For real. That, or at least bring it back. Like, or Switch. bring it back onto the Switch Online. Yes. Exactly. Like, because that'd be fun racing with the yeah, homies. Yeah, racing with, our, with your friends. Just like how we're having with Goldeneye. Yes. You know? Yeah, like, they, yeah, don't bring back Goldeneye, but it's like, bro, I'm not going to bring back Diddy Kong Racing. Goldeneye's like, on yeah. Xbox, fun fact. If no, nobody knew. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, bro. Like, yeah, like the one, with, like the thing with GoldenEye. Also, it's a little weird the controls. Yes, the it's, it's it. really freaking weird. I'm glad they made it like console-wise. They modernized it. Yeah, but the, the controls on Switch is like a, it's a little weird. Like I don't know, like like you have to like like it's literally like like to shoot is like yeah. on two triggers. It's a little weird. And I don't know if you ever played it. I have a long time ago, but I never really memorized the controls. Uh, but how do you feel about Mario Kart? D- oh, I'm sorry. Super Mario 64 DS. Super Mario 64. I I loved it. Like even like even though it had, had so little weird. extra steps, like it was it was a technical marvel. Cause like seeing it seeing like Super Mario 64 on the go, and then like bringing in additional characters like Luigi, Wario, Yoshi. Like it was just crazy. And then like they also doubled up the stars too. So like yes. So like you had to get like I think like for. Final Bowser, it was 70, and then I think they increased it to, like, 90. Yeah, because you had more routes yeah. than the actual yeah, game. Yeah, like, yeah. And then, like, some of the levels were made specifically, like, for... Certain characters. For certain characters. Or certain, like, abilities for certain characters. It was really, like... Mm-hmm. It, it was mind-boggling for me. Like, with the, like with those games, too, like... Like, with Mar- like also, like, with Mario Kart. Like, Mario Kart was really my first time, like, online gaming. So, so when I got Mario Kart DS, it was like, I was like, I was like, what is Wi-Fi? Like, I see like that Wi-Fi thing. What is the Wi-Fi going on? Wi-Fi. And then, and then I find out I was like, oh, it's online gaming. I'm like, online gaming, so I could play with friends. Felt that. I felt that 100 percent to my soul. <laughs> and then like, there was this one get together I went to. And at and at their house they had Wi-Fi, and I was like playing, and I was playing like wi and I was playing like Mario Kart on the go, like online. I was like, oh man, this is so cool. That is. So that was like literally like my first experience with online gaming. Like I did play online, like it, within the later years I did play online with like Halo Two. Yeah. And. And you know, like I never really got that much online gaming until my mom actually got Wi-Fi around 2006. Impressive. So, 
So it was kind of cool, like it was kind of cool, like playing uh, like online uh, Wi-Fi, and then like my my best friend at the time time like he's like, oh, I got I got Wi-Fi too. I'm like, oh shit, let's play Mario Kart, and then you know we we played Mario Kart, like so with like even though I have had too much experience with Xbox, like my cousin had an Xbox mainly, but. I re- but like I rarely see him from time to time. Like once he had a girlfriend, it was like, well, there goes this time. <laughs> yep, there goes the time. Pain. And you know, and with uh, and with a lot of um, and with a lot of the games, it was just you know online actually. <clears throat> so, so anyways, so with Mario Kart. I'm sorry, I'm like a little... Yeah, Mario Kart oh, Online. Fig- yeah, figure. Fine. Yeah, yeah, figures out. It's still morning. Yeah, I know. Did you ever use PictoChat? Yes, I have. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I feel like at least everyone has had to use PictoChat at least once in their lifetime. I did it when I was in DC on a, on a flight trying to make friends with my own classmates. Luckily, it did. sadly, it did not work. But anyways, there was a lot of degenerate stuff going on in PictoChat. See, I, I was, I, I can, I was in elementary school at the time, so like we were all just innocent. Oh man, with pickle chat, I remember. The, I remember one time I went to a doctor's appointment. I had my DS on me, and then I, I was like looking. There were a couple kids like on their DS. So I was like, oh, and then like I entered their pickle chat, and we're just like, huh? It's like who's this? Oh, I'm a kid like right across the room from you. <laughs> and then he was, <laughs> and you know, it was kind of cool because like, oh, it's like, do you guys? It's like we. It was like, would you guys be down for some golden eye on DS? I'm like, golden eye on DS? Show me, show me. That's awesome. So, so like it was a, it was like a good hour and a half just playing Golden Eye. I think it was like Rogue. Oh Rogue yeah. Mate. It was like the sequel to Golden Eye. That's hilarious. Man, you don't do that. You don't see that as often as you do. Like actual scanning nearby for other people online. Yeah. Well, mostly because Wi-Fi in certain places suck, but that's not important. Yeah, de- oh yeah, it definitely yeah, was. Like, Wi-Fi in the early days were very. It was yeah, it was unique. very rare to find Wi-Fi. Yeah, many places didn't have it. So like, if you wanted like to play over, like I remember like McDonald's also had like Wi-Fi. The stereotype. That was like of the Wi-Fi only stuff. areas that had Wi-Fi at the time. The stereotype, the McDonald's Wi-Fi. Yeah. Early 2000s, still one of the best insults to this day. Yep. <laughs> What is this McDonald's Wi-Fi you're having? For <laughs> yeah. And you're playing games like Halo or Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So later down the line, I think after the PS2 era, you know, we had the PS3 and 360 era. And I begged my mom to try and get me a PS3, but y'all know how expensive much, how expensive it is. Yes, yeah, so 600 I, bucks. I, I $600 for a PS3. And it was big. It was bulky. The thing is a tank. Even though it played all all PS1, PS2 games. That thing was a mechanized turtle, literally. <laughs> and then if you remember the side, it had like that Spider-Man font. Yes. I never got one. Um, so, so I never <laughs> got. I never got a PS3 till later down the line. So my mom ended up getting me an Xbox 360. And then along with it, I got. Halo 2. So nice. Nice. I got my more online gaming from Halo until, like, at first I was like, oh man, 
like it was a little weird when I got an Xbox because I wanted to play online. It's like, oh, you have to play. Uh, you have to pay online. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So I had to pay uh, online. Like Fourteen ninety nine for like three months and stuff. No, no, no. It was um Microsoft points. Oh uh, yeah, that. Yeah, that I had to redeem shit. Microsoft points. Just to uh, play get online the one year. I'm I'm saying it's like 15 bucks for the points, just so you have like, or I think it was like 60 bucks a year. I don't know. I know it was like, I remember it was like 50 a it's year. It's just stupid pricing. And then I'm like, okay, I'll get it. So I was playing with my cousin, and then later down the line, I got, I got my, I got um, Halo Three, then I got Ooh. Call of Duty Three. And I got Sonic 06. Oh. Oh, you poor And somehow son. I beat it. I don't know how, but I beat Sonic it. Sonic 06. I'm sorry, man. It was, a, even though it was glitchy, I was like, no, I can go through this. You have to and go through it. And then I beat it. Man, like, you are a much braver soul than me because I put that damn game down. I'd, I was like, I'd rather no. play Dark Souls than deal with that. And it was, like, like, at first I was like, man, why is it so challenging? And then later on in life, I was like, I find out, oh, it was like the most buggiest game, the most shittiest game. I was like, God damn. That was when Sega just dropped the ball. But one time. One of the many times. Yeah. And and you know, with 360, it was like, okay, I have my I got I got a lot of the games too. Like I got Live and Reloaded on there. Ooh. I got the Call of Duty Modern Warfare games. And then I got to Guitar Hero. Like Guitar Hero like Guitar Hero three. Oh my gosh! Like, wait, I have a serious question. What's up? Did you go through the Modern Warfare chats online? Yes. We have to yes, ask that I everybody. Have. Have yes. That's a new tradition. <laughs> yes, I have, and they're hysterical. <laughs> they're like, they shut up, kid. And you know, like all all the profanity you hear out of there it was insane. It was a glorious time to be alive. <laughs> it's like, like I say, it's like even the age. Xbox, even like the Halo chats were kind of. Oh yeah, the Halo, yeah, especially with Halo Three. Oh my! Oh my gosh! They, they were toxic. <laughs> they were really toxic. Especially if you're playing free for all and everyone's on. Oh my on. gosh! Oh. In Slayer, like I played you Halo had like Muted. those kids. You really had those kids that just like I got you, noob. And then they'll just and they'll just like teabag you. Yep, the teabagging. Oh my gosh! Oh my god, that's real. Like it. I can't stand the people. I can't stand the, the people that had like their mic literally like so close to their mouth. Oh my god! And they're just like you hear their nose breathe and their yes. mouth breathe. <laughs> they're like, I "Got you! I got you, kid!" Literally, it is the most annoying thing. Oh my god! Like people are like, "Why are you breathing hard?" I'm just always congested. There's no like, even if I put it a mile away, you can still hear my nose going. Like it's just very bad. And then when you hear a girl in the chat. And like, you have like all these guys just get into their edgy voices and they'll be like, hey, baby. <laughs> oh, God. I cringe. like, do you? I, I, listen, I, I have my I have my online stories. And we all like, have our yeah, online yeah. stories. And, 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 it's, and it, it never ceases to amaze me because of the fact that uh, back at that time, not everyone had like really good gaming headsets. So you got whatever you got. You got I had to use like the, like the little headset that came with them with the Xbox. Yes. Yeah. I had the wireless. Yeah. One. Yeah. I think a lot of people had that and yeah, it, it was okay for what it was on use for the time being, but 
once um, more um, companies started making more headsets with you know better audio quality, if you had the money, you would go get it. If you didn't, then guess what? You stick in. You st you're you're gonna stay stuck with that bad mic quality for time in and time out. And honestly, either way you get to hear the other person on the other side and if they rage it's a really good thing oh yeah it's a really good thing and it's like man i wish we had um capture devices back then oh, to, 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 to to capture some of there's these so moments. many moments in gaming that like especially like on xbox that people have their voices all loud and everything else yeah the voice like, messages even, that people send you. Even like all the maps, like, like in Halo Three, I have a friend of mine in Forge. Like he made like this map, and in one of the rooms, like as soon as you go in there, it's just like massive explosions, and you just keep respawning in there. It's an endless. And it's just loop. like endless explosions, endless explosions. What? Yes. I remember in Halo Three, um, me and my friends, we would have this one map where, um. It's, it's called High Rise in Halo 3. And we would get all the power coils and we would put it like center of the map. So if you were to walk through it or even drive through that um, the power coils and whatnot, if someone threw a grenade, you were like instantly dead. <laughs> and in that map, since we decided to be like, you know what, we're going to make this as broken as possible. We put all nothing but power weapons in that map. Like we took out... All the, you know, regular weapons, no DMRs. You could have the assault rifle, no sniper rifle. It was just rocket launchers, like any any yeah, power Spartan weapon. Laser. <laughs> Spartan laser, energy sword, shotgun. We also had the invisibility yes. ones and then nothing but grenades. So it was like nothing Jesus. but grenade spam, um, the plasma grenade spam, the <laughs> firebomb, the sticky grenade. I mean, it was just pure utterly chaos and that's exactly what we wanted just pure utter chaos to the point where now the match can go it can fade with either side it just depends on how spammy you want it to the be spammy you want do you remember the sword slayer yes. yes oh my gosh those are like so chaotic yes yes like even like those moments where you're like you're kind of like you see someone and then you guys just do keep clash it yeah. <laughs> it's like Psh! it's like who's, who's gonna get hit first yeah and no one could tell frame data on that one. <laughs> no, no, that, that was the best thing about it. Oh, man. So there was no timing. It's just like, <clears throat> either hit now or you die. Yeah, it was, it was insane. Like, do you, like, I also remember those moments where, where you had the plasma grenade, and then as soon as, you, like, if you get, like, killed and you throw the plasma grenade at someone, yes. and it's just like, and it just explodes. Explodes, yeah. Like, like, like even though you're dead, it's like, hey, my grenade killed you. It's yeah. like it's like I died, but then ha, I got you in the afterlife. Karma's a bitch. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a small. Space. So, mostly like I, so I enjoyed a lot of like the 360 uh, gaming era, but then it wasn't until uh, you know, I faced my first broken console. Uh, with Xbox, Red Ring of Death. Yeah, yes. boy. The we, Red we Ring of Death. I had we, to go through it. We we've all went through the Red Ring of Death, and it's just like I ended up getting the newer Xbox afterwards. Oh my god! I had like the I had the original Xbox, and then when I got that Red Ring of Death, I was like no. And you know, at the time, you know, we I think we were like in a recession, and 
That's where everything sucked, getting yeah. a console in the first getting place. Getting a console. Yeah. And I had to wait like six months to get another one. And I had to play like certain games. It, yeah, it, it sucked. Like it, As much as I love the Xbox 360, when we had to go through the Red Ring of Death, and it was like, okay, maybe this is just like a... You know, a, s- a small little issue, and then until you hear that, no, there's a lot of people going through it, and then the st- the stories of people saying that you know they had to wait a month, a year just to get their Xbox. Yeah. It was just like, I think that's what made like a lot of people be like, you know, what? I'm gonna go to the PlayStation at that point because. And then there was that incident with PlayStation. <laughs> right, like uh, the PlayStation with the had, yellow blinking light of death. Yeah, yep. with the yellow yes. light of death. And what? No, I was also talking about how most accounts got hacked in less than one day. But I, yeah. I didn't know about the yellow light of death too. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, like yeah. PS3 and Xbox. We went through some bullshit times. <laughs> that was just like. The console war was on a pause, and it was like, yo, fuck everybody. <laughs> like, like surprisingly the at cast? the time, uh, like at the time, I also had my Wii, so, but I wanted like to play more of like the online games. Oh, you can't go wrong with the Wii at all. There no. was nothing wrong with the Wii. No. <laughs> like, I loved like, like I loved like a little bit of the online games. Mainly, I played, uh, played Mario Kart Wii and May and uh, that was, That's good. So I had those with me, but unfortunately, I had like that's when I was like, okay. I'm gonna have to get a job to fix my Xbox. Yeah. And you know, like at the time I was a little hesitant on getting a PS3 mm-hmm. until they announced a Sly 4 for the game. It was called Sly Cooper Face in Time. Yes. Yes. So as soon as they announced it, I'm like, fuck, now I need a job and a PS3. So I, so during that whole summer, I was working at a summer camp. I was wor- I was working at a summer camp and I had and you know, like even though I was getting paid like weekly, I wasn't making that much money at the time. Mm. But I was able to uh, to get a new Xbox. Actually, like a friend of mine repaired my my original Xbox 360. Then he nice. was just like, then I had my original Xbox. I'm like, you know what? I want the slim. So just in case if this ever happens again. So I traded it and got a slim. Smart. Then then a couple weeks later. I got a PS3 and I got that used big big boy chunky. Uh, you were one of the lucky ones. <laughs> and you know, luckily I was able to play uh, Sly 4 with it. But I also caught caught up with some of the PS3 games like Little Big Planet. Ooh. Uh, Motor Motor Storm. Like and like I ca- I also like borrowed games as well like Metal Gear Solid 4. That's understandable. And I also had like God of War. Like that's where I also like got like most of the remastered games too. And I saw a difference with them. Yeah, you like, see the night and day difference with some games. Exactly. Like Sly Cooper, like I borrowed the the original Sly trilogy. Complete difference. So I was like, man, this looks so crisp. I love it. Oh yeah. Like you see the textures, the shadings. It like it it looks the same game but tuned perfectly. And literally like those three Sly games were the only ones that I platinumed. Like, that's like Dang. my... Those are like my platinum games. Like, on PlayStation. Oh, blame you. And then, that, and then you know, like, I enjoyed P- PS3 down the line. And then and then in 2013 is when the PS4 arrived. Yep. You know, I was sold with Final Fantasy XV. And, A lot of us were. Until... And Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm-hmm. So, luckily, I was able to get... I was I was able to get a PS4, 
and and you know with you know I that's when with PS4 like you know I was focusing mainly on school like I played some games on PS4 like I was able to play Final Fantasy 15. Ooh. And that game is a disappointment to me. It, I just felt I love the gameplay. You know. Yeah. It was a fresh, a nice fresh, fresh air, fresh breath of air. Mm-hmm. So with, you know, with Final Fantasy 15, like, I love the gameplay story. I was disappointed. Yeah, I've heard. I've yeah. heard that too. Like, and I just didn't like how like the first half of the game was so open world and everything, and then when you get, and then it got so linear in the second half. Yeah. And then that's you where were choices were made. You were the first to say something different about it. Because I've heard most people say good things, but when it comes to that, like, portion, I haven't got a chance to see the gameplay or never got a chance to truly play it. And then it was also kind of bullshit, like, how they decided to add, like, they put a lot of plot holes into that second half. Oof. So, like, literally, you have to buy three more DLCs. What? Yeah, yes. of all the the characters in your group, like, they have, like, their own um, separate story, and I'm just like... Why couldn't y'all not put all like, of this in? Like I remember, one like episode old. Gladio being like, you know, when he had to like disappear for a bit, it's kind of like his, you know, when he got like his mark of mastery kind of thing. Yeah, interesting. And then with Pronto, they somehow gave him like a Mel Grusali kind of story. Huh. Like, remember he had like that lost past that didn't really talk about. Yeah, it was. Wasn't there it was, like another expansion called the Shadow Realm or something? Uh, no, like different Final Fantasy. They had one with the 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 antagonist of the game. I oh, forgot. Shadow I forgot Prince. his because there was one of um the guy with the glasses. There was one of Pronto, one of Gladio, and then one with the antagonist. Like you had like four different DLCs telling all of their stories and whatnot. And that I'm just like sounds excessive. Yeah, and I'm just like and it sounds like a waste of money because you're buying a game with another few games. Right, and I'm just like, why couldn't all of this be added into the main full game to give us that you know unique experience for just one solid price? Because you look at past Final Fantasy games, I'm not counting 13 because everyone says 13 is ass, <laughs> but um, you look at Final Fantasy 12, you look at Final Fantasy 11, Final Fantasy 10. Even though ten is, you know, some, you know, it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. But um, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. Like, even though, like, I was like mind blown with the with the with the CGI cutscenes. Yeah. And then you're just like, man, we had like back in the PS2 era, we had like quality Final Fantasy games that gave us like hours and hours of content, and then one. Yeah. Or even well, NES didn't have cutscenes, but that's not important. Yeah, but (laughs) yeah, but so I'm just like. We had so much content, and then, of course, you know, hours of playtime with these games to the point where you can play this game for, like, two, three hundred hours, and you're just like, oh, wow, I am now just finding out about this. And you're playing through the game over and over again because the the replay value back then was so high for these games. Now, fast forward now, and you're just like, what the hell? And it's like... What the hell? Like, it's like I I played a game, I beat it. This is, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna want to replay it again. Yeah. So more on PS4. What else have you like played? So I played Rocket League. I played Mortal Kombat. <laughs> like I had like I like I grew up in Mortal Kombat. Literally oh. since the Wait. Super Nintendo. Same here. I was about to say 
Dissonance. <laughs> oh well, I'm gonna knock my glasses off. But <laughs> like with a super, like since Super Nintendo. Same here. Like I grew up with it, and you know, throughout each console generation, I did play Mortal Kombat. Nice. Even like with the PS3, like when I got PS3, I got Mortal Kombat Nine uh, on there. You know, AJ would go nuts now if he heard this. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. And then with PS4 with Mortal Kombat X. Ooh. That's the best. Honestly, yes, best movement, everything. That I, I even though a lot of people say that eleven in terms of like the, the character, no, like the character models, like how very refined and refreshed that they look compared to X. Yeah, I would say eleven got it with visuals, but when it comes to the gameplay and uh, the mechanics, it sucked. It sucked, and not only that, it mm-hmm. felt it felt um as if it it's um. They like toned it down and made it a lot easier because it, it X slower in my opinion. Yeah, and then with X you had um of course you know your combo breakers like if you're in the combo you could just you know break it off reset back to neutral versus in MK11 you have armor. Yeah, you had yeah, a little armor, armor, but you could still get grabbed. And it could still be broken through, depending on the moves that you have. Yeah, and then of course you also have the stupid gim- the stupid little gimmick of, hey, even though you wasted your, you know, you used your fatal blow, which they replaced the X-ray with. At least with X-rays, like once you used it, if you miss, you lost your whole meter. So yeah. it was like risk and reward, kind of thing. With like fatal blow, you can recycle it for the next round or until you can use it again. Yeah, and then of course, and then with X, it was like you have three meters. You can you know extend your combo longer to do even more damage, or you know at least have two to where you can break out of a combo if you're getting beat badly. With eleven, it's just oh, you use your meter. Don't worry, it's gonna refill right back up. And I'm just like, yeah, I had fun with eleven, but it was just the fact that it was way too cheesy. Yeah. Yeah, like even like the whole story for Mortal Kombat was a little weird too. It was cheesy towards, <sighs> like like eleven. It's like let's bring back the characters from the nineties. Like like oh. I like the look and the attire, the aesthetics, but story wise, it didn't feel too. I could still respect it, but not as much as I like. Wanted. Even like the whole entire series of Mortal Kombat, like the first eight, it was just like you know it had like its own story. But then they when nine cool. came out, it was like oh time loop, and we had to prevent. Yeah, they were yeah um. <laughs> It's like a. It wasn't a paradox. It was just like a, re, a restart. Like yeah, yeah. It was it, yeah. It was like a restart of the universe. Was which with, with MK9, it made sense. Yeah. MK11 re- rebooting everything that don't make sense because yeah. you, when you look at the timeline of nine, then X, and then all the way up until eleven, you're just like, why reset from eleven when you already have two good solid um, timelines of MK9 and MKX. MKX was um, introducing new characters that would, you know, eventually be like the new protagonist because, hey, some of the characters that we have are growing old. Eventually, you want to bring in a new generation, which I'm completely fine with if it's done correctly. Now, oh, we're going to reboot everything. Why? It makes no sense. Like, like my biggest letdown with MK11's storyline was that... They build up Raiden, who had um, who, who was you know literally about to be corrupted with the Jinsei, because he you know um, Cassie Cage beat at Shinnok, got the Jinsei. Raiden took the Jinsei, and then you see Raiden a little bit corrupted. Then MK11 comes, Kronika is now the new antagonist, and then 
Raiden, who was supposed to be corrupted and evil or whatnot, fade away. Write him off. And I'm just like, that, that makes no fucking sense because... My thing is, if you wanted to give Liu Kang a redemption arc to make him, you know, come back from, you know, as a revenant to back to human or whatnot, then set it up to where Liu Kang and Raiden are like the final fight rather than it's going to be um, Liu Kang versus Kronika or Liu Kang versus Shang Tsung. I liked Aftermath. I liked how they did it with Aftermath. I'm fine with the Aftermath oh, story yeah. storyline, but the fact that they wrote out um, a corrupted rating that a corrupted rating that could be a potential new antagonist because that's never been done where you have a protagonist that ends up becoming an antagonist and it's Raiden and if Luke King beats Raiden he becomes the new fire thunder god but yeah. they that, just, that would make a lot of sense they kind of just gave it to him because they yeah. saw all the, I think the past Raiden saw all the fights that they've done in different dimensions where it's like oh yeah History will be repeated no matter what we do. Let me fix that. Yeah. I mean, I would say let it, like, ride or have, like, a multiple story endings. Like, Aftermath did it okay with the two different endings you could have. Yeah. But we obviously know what's the real ending. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like... Which was kind of meh. Yeah, it, it was. And it was just like, why are they rebooting this shit again? Like, I would have been fine. Like, okay, you're going to make Cassie Cage, like... The new Sonya Blade, like a a, a a hybrid of Sonya Blade and, and Johnny, Cage. Johnny Cage, I'm which, completely which fine with that. When they didn't bring back um, Takeda, but they brought who, back who was in, oh yeah, who was in X, right? Yeah, yeah. he was in yeah. X, and I'm just like, y'all don't bring him back. Yeah, it was in a little 11. weird because like they they developed a huge story for Takeda. Yeah, yes. but then in Eleven, it's like, where do you go? And then you had Kung Jin, who was um a cousin to um Kung oh, Lao with the bow, and whatnot. He's not in Eleven, and I'm just like. Why would you bring these new characters in X? What's well, very then, interesting, like his story was actually good, and then his personality, and then the interactions. Yes, because he was ashamed of joining the Kung Lao because he was gay, and not many people like registered that. Yes, and then yeah. people like it was like a very subtle hint that NRS is like, hey, we care about you guys, we care about the demographic. That's like their way of showing it. Yeah, while, while beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, and now it's all of a sudden. Oh, okay, we're gonna bring back some of these old characters. Fine, I don't mind if you bring up old characters, but <clears throat> give more um, light and, of course, more um, more of a precedent to your newer characters that you're gonna introduce for the next generation. Jackie Briggs eventually, you know, ends up replacing Jax, except that she doesn't lose her arms like her dad. Yeah. It's just modified. Yeah, so. You have these new characters, and then, of course, you can continue to keep introducing new characters. I like how they kept Devora. Granted, Devora... And they, and they kept Aaron Black, too. Yeah, yeah. they kept Aaron Black. Kotal they, Khan. they kept Kotal Khan. And I'm like, okay, keep these characters because they're new. You can introduce them and give them more of a better storyline. And then, of course, the previous um, Mortal Kombat cast that we're so accustomed with, they, you know, they start to, you know, start taking a step back and giving him more push towards the new generation. Like, I would love to see, like, how Liu Kang becomes the new Elder God while Raiden takes a step back. Like, if they set it, if they set up more MK11 to the way where Liu Kang and Raiden, they fight, that's the final fight, it would have been a good, a good sell-off. But unfortunately, that was not the case. And I was so mad for that. And I'm like, I'm not going to forget another room for this shit. Hmm. I will continue to keep bitching about this 
for years down the line because it's like, yo, y'all oh, fucked up. Until the... we stopped the podcast at this point. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's like, yo, y'all fucked up. Y'all fucked up a really good. Y'all fucked up a really, really good storyline from MK9 to MKX. MK11, y'all tr- yeah. completely dropped the ball. And nah. Now for a little off topic. Well, we're already off topic, but did you hear about MK12? Well, yeah, that has to be the worst I'm, I'm, way to announce it. Yeah, like like in a, in a little co- in a conference call, I'm like, um, where's the trailer? You know, I kind of wanted to see like a good trailer. Oh yeah. no, I think Ed Boon was ready to hide it for another year, in my personal <laughs> opinion. Or at least um, announce it and release it around Evo because. You know, Mortal Kombat 11 is going to be at EVO. And if you remember on Twitter, I was bitching about that. Yes. I was like, why the fuck this game is going to be at EVO? But all the retirees of MK from the competition are like, you know what? doesn't hurt to go back one more time. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I feel like MK would have dropped if the shareholders didn't have an announcement. So I feel like Warner Brothers kind of saved that boon this time. That's just a personal opinion. I might be wrong, but... But they can only do so much of a terrible HBO movie animation. Oh my gosh, the <laughs> good movie. animation. Uh, now, if Cole's a character, I, I am not putting any money to Warner Brothers. <laughs> what are the odds? Should we should we now predict this that Cole's going to be like a side character? They, they, they better not. They That'd better be terrible. Not. Do your famous uppercut, Dad. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing. <laughs> I have never cringed so hard in my life, and I just like. Dude, I, I, I wanted to walk out the movie theater when I saw that shit, and I'm just like, you know what? No, I need to sit here and wa- and stay to the end, and watch it. And I'm just like, bro, this is the worst fucking movie. This is. The- I, oh, I okay. I, I'll give you credit. Armageddon, uh, Mortal Kombat, Annihilation. Yes, it was bad. It was cheesy. It's better. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. We're not even getting paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm just like, oh my god, how could y'all just? Oh my god. The only the only person that carried the movie was Kano. Yep. Kano Kano, ca- Kano, Kano and Kung Lao. Yes. Kano and Kung Lao carried that movie. Um, yeah. Oh my god. Until like, they killed off Kung Lao, I was like, no. Then that's Kano who got killed off. <laughs> you killed off the best character, and then Raiden was only just like a side character. Literally. And like, didn't do shit. <laughs> I think the one thing I was really disappointed in the movie with was. You know how they kind of advertise it like it was going to be the Mortal Kombat tournament. It's like, no. But then when you saw the movie, it was like, no. There's no Mortal There's Kombat no tournament. tournament. It, it's just it's straight, only just. It's a street fight. Basically. Yeah. I'm still laughing that Cole's descendant of Hisashi, a.k.a. Scorpion. I'm like, this is so fucking oh, stupid. Yeah. yeah. They really built plot for this shit. And then like it. And then like the, and then like, like the little signet. That they that each character had it was like, in order to get that signet they have to beat the character. So, and it was and Coles was just so disappointing too. It was like, oh, just armor. That's it. Yeah, basically it was just need. like when he faced against Goro, it's like he had like like his daughter's bracelet and it was like okay. And, and then he had like, these tonfas and oh I'm just like they really put no effort. The CGI was a lot more effort than the actual movie. Yeah. Like, one character that actually caught my attention in the movie was Cabal. Yes. yes. Cabal was badass. Oh, my God. Yes, they, they done Cabal his right. His outfit, his voice, DVA, like, they didn't have to bring lore or anything. It's just straight up, like, you motherfucker, you're back again. It's like... <laughs> to Kano. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you want? 
All right, let's keep moving forward. <laughs> yeah, because we, I can go. I, I, I can go on with that Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> I'll, like, I'll just close off as off topic. It's like MK12. Don't fuck up. <laughs> yeah, seriously, please don't. Like, <laughs> I, I, same with you. I grew up with Mortal Kombat. That was literally my first fighting game. I've played every Mortal Kombat game to ever be out. I have majority of the PS2 um, discs. I have Deception. I have Annihilation. I, Deception, Armageddon, um, Deadly Alliance. Of course, I have MK9. I have MKX still. I have MK11. I have the Mortal Kombat collection. And I got to find MK4. So, And I got to find MK Gold. So, oh, man, MK Gold. Yeah, I, I got to find those games so that way... I have a, tr a, a true, complete collection. I am not getting Mortal Kombat Special Forces because that was a dog <laughs> shit game. I don't yeah. care what anyone... Most people would agree with me. MK Mortal Kombat Special Forces was dog shit. Worst fucking game that they've ever made. Not even a Sub-Zero game? Sub okay, yeah, you're, you're right about that. <laughs> Sub-Zero was terrible, too. <laughs> yeah, that one was terrible, too. That's terrible in its own terms. Gosh. Like, I... Yo, at that time they were they were just going through something. I'm I'm just gonna call those games. Those are the filler games. Everything else is just like canon. Everything else is canon. It's a trial, Special it's Forces a and Sub Zero Mythologies. I'm sorry, those were just filler. Like fuck both those okay, games. We need to purify this chat. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what were your favorite games out of the current generation? Well, actually, we still haven't finished your generation. So. Yes, I'm almost done with it. Right. So, <laughs> you know, at the time I was like in school. But though, like, I also had, like, my Wii U game. I also got a Wii U. Oh, snap. Even, like, you know, I also had my fair share. Obviously, Mario Kart, Smash Bros. Mm -hmm. I got into Pikmin 3, Ooh. Donkey Kong Country, Tropical Freeze. Oh, yeah, that game looked like a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, I played a lot of Wii U. And then, you know, even though Wii U was, like, a fair console, I enjoyed a lot of those games. Especially when they did the remasters for Zelda games. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, man. Zelda was, is one game that, like... You know, I got I kind of didn't play it or create at the time till like till high school. I I could say the same. You know, like like in high school, like I like I had uh, like one of my friends had Wind Waker, and he's like, I'm like, oh, I have this charging cable, but I don't use it anymore for Xbox. And he's like, oh, well, you know, you can have my Wind Waker for the charging cable. I'm like, okay, deal. So uh, we traded. And it was like the best show I ever did because once I played Wind Waker and beat it, I was. It's amazed. a fun game, actually. Like, I know a lot of people hate on it, but. I, I respect it. I like I enjoy the hell out of it. Toon Link is entertaining. Yeah, especially like the whole entire lore they brought behind it, you know, sailing day and night. Yes. I, like, I think the. Like, remember the biggest challenge being um, the Triforce quest? I actually forgot about it. Oh my gosh! I haven't played a lot of Zelda. This like the I've only played, ones that I've played was just like Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. That's as far as I go. Yeah, Ocarina of Time, Minish Cap, Twilight Princess, Minish Cap, and I never played the newer ones. Did Minish you? Cap was my favorite. Yeah. So, yeah, like with with Wind with Wind Waker, it was like you did, since you had to get the last piece, you had to get the Triforce, but the Triforce was shattered, so you had to go to like everywhere around around the, the map just to get the Triforce pieces. Then you go against Ganondorf uh, and beat him. Okay. So yeah, it was, a little, it was a little interesting. It was interesting. And then I got the remastered versions along with Twilight Princess. And, you know, then 
then down the line, I got a Nintendo Switch. I rebought I rebought some of the games that I had on Wii U, like Mario Kart, okay. Donkey Kong Country, Drop of Freeze. And then I got most of the newer ones, like Breath of the Wild, and then Super Mario Odyssey. How did you feel about Breath of the Wild? Well, I was expecting to be like an ordinary Zelda game. It is not. Okay. It was not. <laughs> so, it, so literally, like I had like I'm like I'm like oh this is a cool sword, and then it just shatters. I was like what? The sword shattered on me. I feel like this game t- teaches you resource management at its finest. Yes, I loved it. And then and then like I got used to the mechanics because I was just like I'm like this is a weird Zelda game, and then you know I was, and then I got used to the mechanics and then you could get like, and then you get equipment to armor yourself a little more. Oh yeah. You know, it had like that bit of Dark Souls they added to it, so I was like, okay, like with like the art, with like the equipment. So, so like I got my Switch, and then with PS4, I was like on and off until like I played 15. Then I played Kingdom Kingdom Hearts 3. Ooh. And Kingdom Hearts 3, I was disappointed about. Same. I've heard that. I know some people love it. Actually, I know one person that loves it. I, me too. <laughs> like, please clip that for later. Please clip that. So with the like, Kingdom Hearts three, you know, it was it was cool, mm-hmm. cool at first. You know, like the open world. I remember going like I think it was like two months before Kingdom Hearts three release. Disney had like a demo, had like a store, like a pop up shop. Oh yeah, for they did. Kingdom Hearts three, and they had it like in Disney Springs. Oh, I know everyone went nuts over that. Yeah, it was amazing. Like I remember HMK was there. And it was and like literally there was a line for the PS4 version of Game Hearts 3 and it was four hours. Four hours. Yes. But I didn't play the PS4 version. I went with the Xbox. I was like, okay. okay. So it wasn't like it was like I think it was like an hour or so. And then you know, me me and my uh, me and my cousin were like discovering Kino, Kino, we were discovering Disney Springs, and then we we're about to get on the bus until we got the the call saying like, "Oh, you're up next." I'm like, okay, so we went back, and then we were able to play King, the demo of Kingdom Hearts Three. Oh like, snap! It was very cool. You know, I had like a fun experience playing playing Toy Box. I think the Toy Story world. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. Yes. yes. So like, I really enjoyed that world, and then you know, I I was like amazed. But then, like, when I got the full game, you know, I enjoyed it, except for Arendelle was a little weird, especially when they added Let It Go into it. Oh, Frozen. Yes, they added Let It Go, and it was like, I'm like, okay, is this necessary? They want to get every Disney fan humanly possible. Yeah. Basically. With Marvel as a contract, I don't even know what they're going to do next. Yeah. And then, like, the whole plot they did, like, in... Like with uh, the Keyblade Wars. Oh yeah. <sighs> it was like even like like even like with Xehanor, how they played him off at the end. It was like, okay, this is disappointing. Yeah. I have to play Kingdom Hearts and be a man about it. I just don't know. What like I'm I didn't even bother ready. playing the DLC. I was just like, okay. Just, DLC. I didn't even know they had. Yeah, DLC. they had like a remind DLC. Yeah, they they had the DLC and. I, it was like it was not enough for me to it was not enough to motivate me to go back and uh, and reinstall Kingdom Hearts 3 and play it again. I was just like, no, nah, I'm done with this shit because I, I, I'll, I'll say this to anyone. 
You play Kingdom Hearts 3, you finish it and beat it. Now go play Kingdom Hearts 2 and tell me how you feel. Especially when you get all the way up <laughs> yes. to the end. You'll be like, bro, I did not like the feeling that you get when you finish Kingdom Hearts 2. I did not get that same feeling with 3. Knowing that 3 was, year, we waited years for this like game. 10 like 10 plus years, yeah. right? Yeah, like I, I remember. I played Kingdom Hearts 2 when I was like in high school. I was in elementary school when I and then I was in middle school. So and then when Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out, I'm like, finally, yes! I remember the E3 trailer for 2015. I'm like, yes! I cannot wait to play this game. I was hyped. I was mad excited. I played, finish it, beat it, and I'm just like, I, I remember I got hyped. like I, I felt robbed. I was like, what was what I was looking for? I felt so robbed, like towards the end because. You're going up against some of the enemies that you fought as bosses in previous Kingdom Hearts games, and you remember the ass beatings that you took from these guys. Yeah. And now you fight them at the end, and it's just like, wait, that's it? Like, when I fought Xemnas for the final time, I'm just like, that's it? Yeah. I had an epic-ass battle to the point where me and Riku yeah, are just... Like dodging lasers. That fight was badass. Yes. Like, it was, like, uh, phenomenal, especially, like, seeing, like, Riku gain, like... Getting stabbed, I was like, oh shit. And yeah, then, uh, and then in Kingdom Hearts 1, you have um, um, Xehanort or whatnot. You had that version, and I remember the, the badass battle that you had with him, and I'm just like, that's it? And then finally, you fight the, the true Xehanort, and yeah, the scenery's great and all, but it's just like, it just did not give you that feel. And I was just like, Man, yeah, it wasn't like letters. the feeling you got like when you played the first Kingdom Hearts and you beat Ansem. Yes. And you had Donald and Goofy. I was kind of expecting that, but no, it was like a little, it wasn't really like the best yeah. ending. Yeah, it, it, it really wasn't. And I was just like, oh, I'm st yeah. uninstall. <laughs> uninstall, done. But yeah, like, so I know, like, since then, you know, I kind of like, I kind of like played more single player games on PS4 than like the Same. previous generations. Understandable. And you know with and you know now with PS5, I'm kind of like finding love with games more so again. I can see that. And uh, you know like I feel like now the game industry is kind of realizing a couple of things, but I'll get into that momentarily. So but but right now like I just been playing PS5, PC and Switch. Nice. I recently got the Metro Prime remastered. Nice. So how do you like it? Because I've heard I haven't heard anything yet. It's it's a it's different. Like like it's different like visually original. wise, it looks different, but the gameplay feels exactly the same. Okay. Okay. But That's it, good. So like I'm I appreciate Nintendo sticking to its guns on uh, on a Metro Prime remastered, and I'm I'm looking forward to two and three. So. Ooh. So hopefully two and three look, looks good. Hopefully Nintendo announces Metro Prime 4, but, you know, we're not going to talk about that. They most that. likely will be ducking. We know this. <laughs> We've been waiting for years for Metro Prime 4 <laughs> since yeah. the Wii U, and it's still not here. <laughs> I'm just saying. We want Metro Prime 4. Metro <laughs> Prime 4. We want that. Oh Give it to us. God. Thank you. We we need to tag some of these companies at this point to notice us. <laughs> we, that's the that's the next bold move. Yeah. So, what are your current thoughts on the state of gaming? So the my current thoughts on the state of gaming, you know, you know, like nowadays, I feel like gaming's gotten a little bit more. 
they turn into money bags, like from Spiral. I agree. So it's kind of, I feel lately, like, you know, it's been like battle pass, battle pass. Yeah. You know? And if, you know, like, like you guys saw the gameplay trailer for Suicide Squad, right? Yeah. I think I said this with uh, Kite Before Night. I'm like, they're literally calling themselves a Suicide Squad for what they're about to do. Yeah. Literally, it's basically the same generic gameplay. No character had, like, each unique. and it, It's just a skin at that point. Exactly. With barely any abilities. And plus, when they, had, like, said, like, Battle Pass on there, I'm like, okay. For a single-player game. game. Yeah. Yes. A game series, like, you know, like the Arkham series being, like, a full-fledged, you only have to pay a couple dollars for, like, cosmetics. And if there was DLC, at least it'd be worth it. Exactly. Like, I feel like now the DLC is becoming more microtransactions than yes. it was a decade ago. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of, and it's sad to see it because, you know. It's distasteful. You know, like. You know, I'm a fan of Overwatch, and I love the first Overwatch game. Like yeah. $60, you know, like, even though, like, like every level up, you get a loot box. You know, I kind of enjoy that, even though I never paid for any of the loot boxes. Same. But then with Overwatch 2, Overwatch 2, like, you know, it's kind of like, it's free to play, but then you still have to grind to, like, get, you know, the newest character. Or even, you have to buy the balance. Like, you have to either A, earn a character, or B, buy the character. <clears throat> Which yes, and I feel like like that's what pushed me away from like Overwatch altogether. You saw the skin prices; they're yes. stupid. It's pathetic. Like one skin, one individual skin is twenty dollars. That sounds that sounds about right. And for, like for for most free to play games, <clears throat> when it comes to like skins like that, it's usually it usually dangles between the fifteen dollar and twenty dollar mark. Like that's. It is is it ridiculous? Yes, it is because I feel like a skin should be at best five bucks, five oh, bucks. Then they're doing collaborations. Oh yeah, plus the collaborations, it's very dumb. No, it's ridiculous. I respect it, but I still will like, claim that it's like idiocracy because they have two characters as one Punch Man characters. Yeah, Doomfist as Saitamam, and they have uh, Kiriko as Tatsumaki. Or um, I'm sorry, was it Hell? No, not Hell Tornado. I'm horrible with the names of one punch my character. Not Fubuki. The, the other one, the short one. The short yeah, screen. Tatsumaki. Oh, Tatsumaki. Thank yeah. God, I got it right. Yeah, you got it right. Oh, my hero. Not the academia type. But <laughs> the anime collaborations, like, everyone's been on that. Yeah. We've, I know I've, we've talked about this before. But Fortnite. I'll, Call of Fortnite's Duty. Call of Duty. Definitely. Nikkei. Even PUBG, god. they had a Jujutsu Kaisen collaboration. Oh my gosh! You know, like I kind of do enjoy some free-to-play games, but it's just I feel like the whole industry is oversaturated with it. Yeah, they they know how to attract the weeds. You know? And also kind of pushed me away from like Rocket League once it went free-to-play as well. Yeah, because you have to grind even more because you get a crate, but then you have to grind more to get the key to unlock the. I'm sorry, what? Yes, it's it's pathetic. That's dumb. That's extra steps of earning the extra steps. Like, you know, I kind of miss those times where you literally play a game and then you unlock, like, certain things. And then, like, you just follow the requirements of the game. Exactly. Like, kind of like with Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Yes. So, you know, you get, like, you know, you could have a Keyblade. Yes, they actually model a Keyblade huh. in the game as, like, your wrench. That's funny. 
and you can unlock it. <laughs> and, you know, I kind of miss, like, things like those. Yeah. And I also miss... I also miss, like, how, like, some games, like, don't have, like, the bonus content that you... You know, like, little behind-the-scenes things. Yeah. Like, do you remember right. in Mortal Kombat Daily Alliance, the cooking with Scorpion? Yes. Or the fact they had mini-games. Or the mini-games. Yeah. It's fucking stupid, but you know what? It's good to have something different with your games. Yeah, and it's just, you know, just fun. And it's like, that now that's not there anymore. It's just straight. And if they service. want to add it, they're just going to, you know, charge money for it, which is ridiculous. And it's almost like, no. Nah. Yeah. Like even like the DLC isn't like worthwhile as it used to, you know. No. Like back like in the like in in the 360 and PS3 era, you know, you could, you know, it's like literally like for ten dollars more, you'll get like more bang for your buck. Yeah. And it's like, and it's, you know, like I kind of miss that. In which each generation, it just got progressively worse. Like we're getting to a point where like it's like a give me this right away. I feel like it's gonna get to a point where like you beat one stage and it's be and then they're gonna be like, Oh, you wanna play level two? Four ninety nine. Yeah. Oh, I die if I see that. Yeah, and that's what and that's why I like games like I don't care what if people say it's overrated or whatnot. That's why I like games like Elden Ring because you have hours and hours of content. Yes, you have a couple of recycled bosses. And then on top of that, they already confirmed DLC coming. Yes. So that actually looks like reasonable DLC. <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, they're like from software when it comes to do, when they do their game DLCs, it's always 100% worth it because you're even getting more content out of the game to you know increase the amount of time that you're gonna spend playing the game so, to the point where it's like I got my money's worth. Dark Souls 3, I love that game more than I love Elden Ring. And I bought both of their expansion packs, and I've dumped so many hours in both of them because I'm just going around exploring and doing all this, you know, different shit. So, yeah, it, it's, it's worth the money. Um, Bloodborne, granted, they need to release that game on PC. Oh, of course. Like, the mods will be insane. Yes, release the game on PC because the DLC, pff, beautiful great but it was difficult as hell so that's why games like that that's why it has that community and it continues to grow because it's just like this is where we this is what we want our single player games to be we want them to be long but fun we want more content in it so that way we can you know spend more hours mm -hmm. doing a whole bunch of crazy stuff because i'm pretty sure you've seen uh videos of people doing different builds of their gameplay like hey i have a spellcaster build i have a strength build i have a defense build i have like some kind of weird gimmicky build i have a blood build oh my god the memes are infinite with how people can do it yeah that's how elden ring gained its attraction and won the uh, video game awards just because people were able to dish out content yeah like there's a lot of content that you can literally make out of just you know games like that where there's a lot of content. It's long. It's good content, and of course the game it doesn't hold your hand because it's brutally difficult. Oh yeah, you're gonna get your ass handed I to you. I almost had tears in Kaylid, and I still haven't beat Radon yet. Oh my gosh. I can help you with that. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit it. And you know, like, and that's the thing I kind of like. Like you know, like a lot of those single player games are giving us more of the opportunity. Like. Recently, I got Hogwarts Legacy, mm -hmm. and that game, uh, you know, I thought I was going to get into it, but... Is it actually good? It's amazing. Okay, good. Like, I, like, I was surprised with, like, all the side quests you can do, and, you know, you kind of, like, grow... 
off of that, you know. And I feel like more developers should like focus on those games. And if they want to add multiplayer, you know, oh, look back on yeah. some of like the good, oh, it's good old glory good, days of like there's potential for it from what yeah. it looks like. Like like you know, it doesn't really have to rely on the battle passes, you know. Yeah. I mean, I think there was just like the early pre-order purchases where you're able to do forbidden spells earlier, get certain A, B, C outfits. I'm not a fan of it, but I can respect it because the Harry Potter fans deserve to get something once in a while. Yeah. They haven't had many games since yeah. like Xbox since the movie days. games. Xbox days. Oh, yeah. Like literal Xbox and Xbox 360. Yeah. Because I played the original like one on PlayStation 1, like the oh, yeah. Sorcerer to Stone. I think up to Goblet of Fire. I played that, but I I don't remember anything from Harry Potter, sadly. I I played those I played those like on PC at the time, and somehow like my the PC that my mom had at the time could run it. I was like, okay, That's, that is impressive. I had someone explain Harry Potter to me in Universal a while back on the ride. Oh, man, it's like British Naruto. <laughs> I'm gonna save that till I die. <laughs> oh man, yeah, but yeah, I got like my own fair share of Harry Potter, like especially like. Like, like a couple years ago, it was my first time ever going to Universal. Oh, and, nice. uh, you know, I was able to ride all the rides, including the Hagrid motorbike. <laughs> and that ride was fucking phenomenal. Yes, it was. But yeah, like, but going back to the, to the conversation, it was, you know, I kind of like miss like those games that you, you know, like, that's why, like, I kind of just go back into, like, the indie games. You know? oh, yeah. Yeah. Indie yeah. games kind of, like, have, like... They have their own, like, little... Like, they're inspired like from, like, spice. the old games, but yeah. they make it feel new, you know? Yeah. That's why I love Shovel Knight. Ooh. Like that. You're the second person I know that said this. You know, Shovel Knight's been, like... It has, like, its mix of Dark Souls and Mega Man. And on a 2D platform. And on a 2D platform. And then there's a few games that have been catching my eye, too, like Pizza Tower. You know about the Pepino. <laughs> yes, I know about the Pepino. Yeah, the game is the game is basically a 2D platformer, and uh, it's WarWare inspired and it's WarWare Warland inspired. Nice. And you also have style points, which is hilarious. I've been seeing these TikToks recently of it. I'm like, who the fuck is Pepino? <laughs> and it's just this guy dressed up as Bob's from Bob's Burgers and, with a chef hat. <laughs> and the, even like the animation looks a lot like. It has, like, that Nickelodeon Cartoon Network mixed with, like, Microsoft Paint. Yes. It's poorly, like, drawn, <laughs> and it's perfectly fine for the way it looks. But, like, they even have a grading of the game. Like, if you do very well, it's not an A. It's a P for Pepino. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, like, been watching these people speed run and do certain things, like ground pound and jump or, like, dashing. And then I've just seen, like, the style points at the end where he just randomly breakdances and has JoJo poses. <laughs> Like, the game is a JoJo reference. Yeah. It's so stupid, but I respect that. <laughs> you know, I also kind of like those uh, surprise release games. Yes. For example, like Hi-Fi Rush. Yes. It just came out of nowhere. Yes, it like, just came out out of the blue for Xbox Game Pass. I'm like, okay. And it's only available for cloud gaming, which is fine with yeah. me. I might play it later. It's a fun game, but though you need you have like a good beat to music, so you just have to be like... Like, you have to know your timing. Yeah. Or have a rhythm, as some people would address it as. Yeah. Yeah, games like that where it's, you know, it's new, unique, people never heard of it before. Mm -hmm. that's, when it's in, that's when it's exciting because most of these games, like some games that we know, like the big AAA games, we can, 
we can you know all agree that you know, they're not getting better as as far as like content and doesn't keep us engaged as it did you know prior in the, like prior in the past like for me I don't play Call of Duty as much because it's just like I've played it for so much mm-hmm. I can always you know go back to you know the older days where okay like the best one everyone already knows is Black Ops 2 Yep. Everyone knows Call of Duty Black Hands Ops down. 2 is number one. And when compared to these other games, yes, in visuals, they look good. You know, of course, it's going to, you know, beat Black Ops 2 in visuals. Cool. But when it came to, like, the gameplay and everything that's in that game for that one price that you paid for, Black Ops 2 is always going to be superior. Always going to be superior. And that's how I feel with, you know, most AAA games. Mm-hmm. Even some of the single-player games, like, I do like where PlayStation is going, you know, catering more to uh, single-player games and, you know, making them, you know, more story-based. But I'm just like, "Mm, do something a little bit different before this formula gets stale because it's going to slowly become predictable. Like, I love God of War Ragnarok, but it was just like... It's like, you know, uh, what's a better way to um, phrase it? It's like Last of Us. It's like Last of Us, but with um, Norse mythology. Oh, wow. That's really? That's a bold statement. I like wow. Yeah. Last of Us, but with Norse mythology. Because. Ooh. It is. Okay. Shivers Timber tonight. <laughs> <laughs> because when you look at that, and then you look at games like God of War 3 which I I love to this day. It's like, I will play God of War 3 over Ragnarok any day of the week. Like, I will, like, after, now that I finished Ragnarok, I don't even play the game no more. I don't even touch it because it's just like... It's like like one of those one-hit wonders. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is for me because it's just like, okay, I'm done because I was just in it for the story, finished the story, and I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I can do most of these other side quests and whatnot, but it's just like, I'd rather not. God of War 3, I played that game, so many times and i will still play it over ragnarok i'll hell i'll even play two and one over ragnarok i gotta do a playthrough one of these days i'm gonna get some emulators but anyway yeah i do miss like a lot of like the of like that replayability that games have yeah it, and, and it's even like, like the remasters too you know i kind of happy that game developers are doing remasters but like lately some of them have been a little hit and miss yeah for example like the crisis core reunion Ooh. Like, visually, it looks beautiful, but the voice acting for Zach... I've heard. Uh, it sounds like bad 90s anime dubbed. Dear God. It's it's bad. Like, he'll literally yell, like, NGO! And it sounds terrible than the PSP version that you hear. <laughs> I, I don't think Square Enix like, thought that far ahead. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it gets to like, a point it's where... It's nostalgic. Like, I love the gameplay and yeah. everything. It's just the voice the voice acting. It doesn't feel like a final It doesn't really feel like... Like, with Zack, with Zack especially, it's... Like, everyone else did fine. It's just Zack is just like, uh... It's a miss. And yeah. then there's some moments where he'll hit, he'll sound good, but then everyone's just like, ugh. Ugh, that bites. Yeah. Yeah, I like the argument where people say that, you know, they're t- they are tired of, you know, remasters and remakes and whatnot. I, I, I like that argument because you don't like it until it's a game that you would want remastered or remade. Yep. That's that's good. But 
it is getting to the point where it's just like, okay, I think this is getting too much. But of course, you're going after you know games that were you know very popular back at the time, like the a game that I would say that has been like remastered, remade, remastered too much, or like there's like so many versions of it. Is re- Resident Evil Four, like Resident good Evil lord. Four and Skyrim. And GTA. Yes. Oh, and GTA Five. And, and Grand Theft Auto. Like my God, it's those are the. Like the they just keep bringing this game back. Like Resident Evil Four, not 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 the shit on it. It's a great game. It's a solid game. But just stop making it. Well, at least because they're remaking it for PS Five. Like I think they changed a couple things, but it's not, yeah, it's barely noticeable. Yeah, yeah, because it's 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 like it's not, it's not as obvious as Resident Evil Three remakes where they cut the cl- the clock tower. Yeah. So. Like you have, because it was originally a PS2, GameCube, and Xbox game. Then, of course, they had to make one for the PS3 and Xbox 360. Then they had to make it again for the PS4 and the Xbox One. Let me ask one. you, what do you think is a good time frame to remaster a game? After, let's, I would say two console generations okay personally i'd say five, as long as it's not to like seven, five like, to know, seven years as long as it's not like you know like the last of us part one oh my god Here we you go know again Here oh my go god again. that, that uh, like that was an unnecessary yeah it, yes yes last of us part one was so unnecessary to remaster because the fact that you already had the remastered version on the ps4 exactly that is a, P, that is a ps3 game on, all they had on, to do and all they had to do was just update it to make it run at, you know, 4K60 and boom, put it on the PS5. Done. But instead, they remastered the game, upgrade the visuals, and charge you 70 bucks for it. Hold on. And Didn't then the developers... The edition? What's up? Didn't they have a Game of the Year edition? Or that was a Last yeah, of they, Us or two? No, no, no. The first Last of Us had a Game of the Year edition. So stupid. But and then the developers had the audacity to say that, oh, this is, in, this is not a cash trap. Yes, the fuck it is. It because is. you can get the PS4 version of The Last of Us Part 1 played on the PS5 and no, no problem. That's what I'm saying. You can just literally do that. But instead, no. They, ha- they just had to go that route because they want to get that extra money. Fuck them. Yeah. Oh, man. Poor Naughty Dog. That's a that's a weird. But they won't. But they won't um, remaster Uncharted. Of course you won't. Or Jack and Dexter. Yeah. Everyone's been asking for Jack and Daxter. Remaster that. Like, oh, they don't want to touch that. it. But they'll remaster that shit? Nah, <laughs> fuck them. It is a very simple game with a loading screen that's creative. Like, you can work with a game that does not fu- that does not function as like normally as last of us like i'll pay the 70 bucks to get oh. a remastered version of jack and daxter one two and three and a trilogy and yeah. a racing game i'll do it yeah of I'll, course i'll do that easy you you'll have my money then but add dexter for an extra 10 bucks i'll do it too yeah but other than that no like no fuck them i know they made it really complex that's a like state of gaming it feels like it's been still continuously more of a cash grab yeah, exactly. It's, it's sickening, and this is why I'm going to become a pirate. Like a dog. Hey, times are hard, man. Yes, they are. Times are hard. So, what moments that you, what moments could you describe to us, that, and of course to our viewers and listeners? Let's see. You had to be there. Like, give us like two of your best moments. Like, yo, you literally had to be there to experience right. this. So, some of my greatest moments. Actually, there was one last year. Really? So, so last year, a bar called Smash Marie was hosting a Mario Kart tournament. Right. And they hosted it on Mario Day. 
Oh. Last year. That's actually cool. So, you know, after work, I was just like, oh, look, a Mario Kart tournament. You know, you know, I'm good at Mario Kart, but I don't think I'm that good because, you know, I, I lost a couple of times in tournaments. You know, I kind of get, like, like Eminem, like Eminem from 8 Mile where he's just like, arms are sweaty <laughs> kind of thing, you know. Weak arms and heavy. Yes. <laughs> I can go on. Continue. So... So I was like, okay, whatever. I'm, I'll join it. So you know, so I was, so I went to the tournament, and there, there are moments where, you know, I, I picked, I had like my good, my good classic characters. I, like I made Lemmy from, Lemmy the Koopling, with, <laughs> ro- with the way, with the rainbow mohawk. Yes, yes, yes. yeah. With bike, with tiny wheels, and. You know, at first I was losing the first couple of rounds, and then you know, there were mom- there were moments where like I was starting, where I kind of got momentum. I was like, okay, maybe just race. And then, you know, there were, I think it was like, you know, I was I raced and then I won like I went the I went the past couple of rounds and then I think I went into like, the semi finals. And, you know, I think at the time, I think there were, like, a couple drunk people, like, playing Mario Kart. Somehow they made it to, like, the, the quarterfinals. That's awesome. And there were moments where, like, uh, you know, we were racing, and this guy literally, like, like, like it was literally, like, the third lap. I was like, okay, I'm going to get second place. And somehow the probability that I got a red shell out of the blue, literally before you reached the finish line, was mind blowing. So as soon as I got it, I hit him with the red shell. Oh. He didn't cross the finish line, which I thought he was, and I made it first place. That's nice. gambler's luck, right? Back. I was like, holy crap. Oh my god. And like the whole bar went wild. <laughs> that poor man must have been just looking. Yes, they were like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> that man got robbed. <laughs> that, that's, that's a scheme ass moment. And you know, and that and that was literally like the like I think that was like the second like that was like the the first race so I made it to first place and then you know I kept on playing, and you know I was just like you know I'm I'm gonna give I'm gonna really give sportsmanship and I was like you know what guys let's go Rainbow Road, N64, and I'm like I'm like I don't care who wins this round, but I'm glad I'm winning it with all of you and you know, oh, we so we played. And I won first place. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't care who and, wins. You know, I was a, and, you know, I feel like I kind of became like an urban legend at that bar. The urban legend. It's like a guy named Mario entered a marker tournament on Mario Day. And didn't play Mario. <laughs> I didn't play Mario. The irony. I love it. And, you know, you know, I won like a lot of things. Like, like I won like this tile of like a question mark. I won like a, I got a little trophy with it. Oh, that's like, cool. I told myself if I didn't get a trophy, I was going to 3D print one, but. <laughs> <laughs> Genius move. I'm like, okay. That's a way to do it. So I ended up getting a trophy and like, they also like photoshopped like this little thing. Like I was like in the Mario tube and they made like a background. Like I got to show you guys. It was... Please do. I, I cannot Let's wait see to see. If this. I can, let me pull it up real you quick. can always show us afterwards of anything. Like it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but it was uh, it was like one of those go-to moments, and 
Let's see. Your second one. My second one. Let's see. My second one has to be... So, have you ever played, so has anyone ever played the Lost Levels of Super Mario Brothers? Lost Levels? I don't think I've played it. Okay, no. so, uh, so in Japan, you had Super Mario, they had Super Mario Brothers 1 and 2. Oh. And then they released Super Mario Brothers 2. But it wasn't the, but like, the, U, the U.S. Mario Brothers is a little different. I've heard. Okay, so, so you know, Japan made a sequel to Super Mario Brothers 1, which looked exactly mm-hmm. like Super Mario Brothers. Oh. And then they imported it to Super Mario All-Stars and called Super Mario Bros. The Lost Levels. I did not know that existed, actually. And, like, that game is crazy because... Sometimes, like, there'll be moments where, like, you think you reach, like, you reach a warp area, but then it'll be a backwards warp. So you'd be, like, so let's just say you're in World 5, and then you find a backwards warp and you go back to World 2. Yes, it's... What? It's that dastardly. And it has poison mushrooms. It's... What? That sounds chaotic. I did not know this kind of demonity, like, demon-like work existed. That... Stunned me for a second just knowing that. It's a nightmare of a of a Mario game. Judas Priest. <laughs> so there's this one moment where I think I had like the I think I was in the last world mm-hmm. in Lost Levels, and somehow, you know, I was I was fired I was fired powered and everything, and you know the last little bit. Where Bowser had, where Bowser was, I don't know, he was like very overpowered. Like he had like like flamethrowers, he had like the hammers throwing at you. Oh no, it's Bowser. So one of the fires hit me, and then I went Tiny Mario. And somehow, I was like, oh shit, how am I going to go through? I only had like, I think I only had like two lives left. So somehow... That Bowser was like shooting flames, and then he was throwing quadruple the, the, and somehow I thought one of those hammers like hit me. Oh. And I somehow like went over it, and I got into, and I jumped over Bowser, and. Yes, it's like one of those retro moments that you had to be. Yeah, that literally has to be something you can see because processing the small. Wait, it's eight bit, right? Or. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's a bit, but just processing one bit going over it already just fucks me up. Thinking I'm thinking about this logically now. That's cool. Yeah, it was it was insane. Like that Mario, like Lost Levels. If you ever play it, I don't know if I'm mentally <laughs> capable of it. Like, like if you ever like if you can play Dark Souls, they'd be able to play Super Mario Bros. Lost Levels. But it's a nightmare. Wow, game. that's a bold, <laughs> that's a bold ass statement. I love that. <laughs> it's a really uh, insane game and you know it's like one of those moments you had to be there oh absolutely all right so what are your gaming pet peeves give us three your, of your see. gaming pet peeves things that you annoy you in gaming online offline let's see so uh, some of my annoying pet peeves is probably like that one guy who knows how to scope, and then as soon as you spawn, they just shoot you on the spot. Like, you ever had that like in Call of Duty? Yes. Yeah. Or in Halo? That's, that's griefing at its finest. Yes, it's like, it's like, oh wait, this guy's gonna spawn right here in five, four, 
three, two. That like is, what? That is that's what they classify as griefing. I fucking hated that. <laughs> that's when you played the game so much and you know where the spawns are. You know where they're gonna spawn at. Like there's people like that. That just can't go outside and spawn lives, but they can just <laughs> take yours out. I'm so sorry. It's I think also another pet peeve is like sometimes when when they win and they act so like they kind of act so one up It's like, or 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 when they complain if you're like in a co-op mission, so like in GTA Five, they'll be like, they'll be like screaming at you or stupid things. You'll be like, like yo, I got I got the load, I got the load, get in, and you know, and they get and they get so annoying. It's like I was like, God damn, you fucking lost, what piece of shit, you know. Oh yeah, that's people that take the role playing way too seriously. Yeah, yeah, they, they do that so seriously, like in in heist. That's why I can't touch that game. It's just too much. Oh my gosh, and grief. Like they kind of like got like their uh, their toxicity from Payday Two and oh, brought it to no. GTA Five. <laughs> you brought one specific game into the other, and that makes a hundred percent sense. That's right. Yeah, yeah. On the money. Yeah, because yep. in Payday 2, it's like literally that same, uh, that same shit. And we're probably going to experience that again with Payday 3. Yep. Oh, goodness gracious. Oh Just think about that. Gosh. But yeah, so griefing and people that take a game way too serious. Yes. A co-op game. Yeah. You're supposed to play with others. Or like, like you even see it like also like I have a friend of mine that like plays Madden <laughs> all the time. And he's obsessed with Madden. Oh, boy. And sometimes when he's playing online, he'll literally like... Like sometimes he'll think he'll press a button, but it'll be that. But then like he'll, his character will miss, and he'll be like, "You're like fuck, I press X," and then like, like he'll, like he'll sometimes be in the room, in the same room right next to you, and then like when he makes a touch, and he'll be like, "Yeah, that's my freaking boy." Like he'll be. A, oh my god, his own personal hype man. Yes. Those are the people that scare <laughs> me. Yeah. Man's like that. I've never played a sports game, so that's how I never knew, except for Fight Night. <laughs> oh my gosh, Fight Night! But like usually, like those people, I'm just like, bro, calm down. It's just a game. It is, but they're they're like, in, they're in, they're in the zone. Like they're they're like focused. They're they they got their game their game mind set, and they're like committed to it. So that's why, like, when they make a mistake, they'll get mad. They'll They'll throw a fit. They'll throw their controllers or whatnot. But when they win, they get hyped as hell or whatnot. They they feel motivated because I used to play Madden when I was growing up and whatnot. And I remembered my field days where, granted, I didn't play online. I always played, you know, against you know computer or other people. But if I were to play Madden online, I would know exactly how to feel. It's the same could be said for people who also play like games like 2K and FIFA, where yeah, they're playing gosh, FIFA, where they're you know they're playing online against other people, whatnot, and they're just and you know they want to completely shit on the other person. That's exactly what it is. They want to shit on the other person so yeah. bad, and that's why those games like they're online, like they stay toxic. Yes, they have no choice but to stay toxic. Yeah, because especially if if it's a close game, yeah, mics are being turned on. Yeah. You're gonna hear people raging. Oh, yeah, when it's a close game, I understand. But yeah. if you're like throughout the whole game, it's kind of like what the fuck, bro. 
Like, they're, 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 they're in it. They're, they're, they're mentally in, in the game. <laughs> and they're just like, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, make the right calls, making sure that I keep scoring, I keep, ha- I keep having a high score. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like people of UFC where they have their plus five or, like, maxed out characters going against, like, a regular normal fighter. <laughs> and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm the best of this game. No, you're not. <laughs> you're using your maxed out characters. I mean, as they should. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah, I never understood the sports gamer's perspective. That scares me. Yeah, well, luckily we will be having um sport games tournament here oh at the arcade. Oh. So that's I think exciting. I think uh, next week, uh, Saturday, the first one is FIFA, and I think oh. next month it's gonna be um Madden and I believe NBA 2K. So oh my God, I gotta see this. Anything on NBA Jam? <laughs> nah, it, it, no, not that I know of. But it's a it's a it's a different group of guys that they're gonna be the ones hosting it and running it. They're called. Oh. I think you can find them on Instagram called the Mega Bowl. So yeah, I follow them. Yeah, so they're gonna be the ones that's gonna be doing um, Madden, FIFA, and NBA 2K here at Flynn's. But it's gonna be a monthly tournament, just to you know you know get a crowd of people, see you know what what it's like, and then. If that grows into something bigger, then hey, it grows into something bigger. But there are going to be, but I, FIFA, I, I don't see a lot of rage moments. No, not at all. I, I, I don't see it as often, maybe because I'm not, you know, looking for it. But I know Madden 2K. I. It's gonna be 2K. We're, I'm putting my money on 2K. People. Yeah. Are rage. yeah. I will come to 2K just to watch this. I don't even play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be like the sports version of Smash Players. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's right. I said it. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> well, if everything said, uh, Super Ram, is there anything else you would like to share with us before we close it on, close it on out? Oh, no, I want to take a moment to thank you guys for having me. And, you know, you can always find me on Instagram under Super Oyram. And, you know, you can always, you know, if you're down to play games, just let me know. I'm super down to play, uh, any, like, currently I'm on Steam and Switch. Ooh, nice. Okay. Too much work to ask for a friend. And, and, more, and Mario Kart, so. Ooh, I respect that. All right. Waluigi, any closing remarks? Uh, thank you so much for joining us. I can't believe I recognize you from MizuCon last night. Oh, year. yes. <laughs> I remember specifically because I just saw your Vigilante cosplay. And then I remember I had to go to a wedding that same exact day. Uh, <laughs> so the people within that, like, that actually seen us live and apply, that definitely means a lot to me. Like, people that can just join and express their thoughts and their feelings on gaming itself. I respect that a lot. Yeah, Plus, your story is awesome, actually. Thanks. <laughs> what about you, brother? Well, as for me, Superboy Ram, thank you for joining us on this episode. Greatly appreciate you having you on. Uh, we, sh- we, we kind of share the same, um, similarities with certain games, like, you know, our disappointments with Kingdom Hearts three yeah. and things like that. And I believe, um, like your gaming, um, background is almost as, almost as similar as mine since I also, myself, I grew up on I, my first console I started off with was the NES, but I didn't own it, but. I would say Super Nintendo is where I really kicked things off. And then N64, then I, I end up getting the PS2 and so on and so forth. So we do share some similarities with 
with each other and i'm glad to have you on do look forward to having you on in future episodes with other guests as well so (laughs) you know that'll also be exciting and other than that i mean we got nothing much else and we can go ahead and wrap this up and put a bow on it yep so with that being said i would like to thank everybody for watching and tuning in greatly appreciate y'all And, of course, you know, you can always support the podcast by subscribing to the Twitch. Greatly appreciate it. You can also follow us on our socials. And, you know, the podcast is available on TikTok. We do have a TikTok account, Mm -hmm. which is South Florida Gamers Podcast. You'll find us there. And same thing with our Instagram, like South Florida Gamers Podcast. And audio you already know it's going to be available everywhere on any audio hosting platforms mm-hmm. soundcloud itunes iHeartRadio, stitcher you name it we're there just look us up and <laughs> video playback will be later on for youtube and facebook later on throughout the week so this has been episode 74 of the south florida gamers podcast and we are signing out peace peace out